describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Hello, sir, and, and he will be at GrogCon, which we're very excited about. Always a pleasure to have Vic. And he's going to bring his new, his new minigame, his uh, Cutthroats and Thieves, thank you, and a new module. So, um, so the plan, we did talk to Craig uh, last few weeks ago, and the plan is, again, just to remind everyone, GrogCon 23, Orcus Fest, All Hail Orcus, Feast of Orcus, September 29th through October 1st, Double Tree Orlando. 780 Major Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32819. If you go to grogcon.com, there's all the information there. A subsidiary of Icon. Subsidiary <laughs> of Icon. Da, 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 the little V comes out. Um, oh, and uh, and our other dear friend, Carl Slicing, is on, too. Very good. Wow. We better, we better up our game. I'm getting uh, nervous. Everyone is out here today. All hail. And his, his official Grogcon module, All Hail Orcus. It's just keeps, it's all coming together. You know, we worry about things, and it just all happens. That's what Orcus does. That's what Orcus does. He's working all the time. He brings people together. He's a, he's a uniter. <laughs> but I heard Orcus was coming. I, I, I couldn't miss it. I couldn't miss it. But honey, it's all here, Orcus. I gotta go. That's right. Okay. But you could be eaten. I'm not worried about that. That's gonna be someone else. So, um, so what we're uh, we discussed is a few things. One, that the so, you know, Carlos and Vic and myself and you will be putting in our games and events that we're going to do, and they will be made published available at the end of the month, end of July, early August. The date will come out. We'll make sure we tell people on Discord. We'll make sure we tell people on Facebook, because last year there was a little bit of issues as they kind of dribbled out. They're all going to come out at the same time. And so stay tuned. Make sure if you're not, if you're not on Discord, you need to get on Discord. Two. Um, we have made an executive decision that this year's tournament will be in the afternoon because uh, we're old and we get tired at the end of the day. Plus, there's going to be some kind of party event uh, in the evening so that uh, Craig was talking about. So we want people to participate in that. So it, I think the plan is we're going to have uh, Grog Talk in the morning, early afternoon, the tournament. Then we'll do probably our home's basic Dragon Forge homage in the evening where people can come and go. We'll kill some people, let them go, do that. And then at some point, we're going to do our Incomprehensible Death since Carlos is on as well. Right, looking to set the world record. Set the world record for most people killed at one time. Correct. Incomprehensibly. Correct. Yes, a kegger, absolutely. So 
And there's no bet and there's no better DM. Though the scourge is pretty good at this too, but you know, there's no better DM to wipe out your party than Carlos Lai. Well, a large party. I think uh, right. you know Vic Vic definitely uh, has no problems killing people and he he's he's certainly as a badge of honor. But he is a little taken aback by this thought of that he's just out to kill them. Whereas Carlos is making it very clear, in this incomprehensible right. death, you are going to die. You will die. Right. Don't, don't have any illusions otherwise. Right. You're going to die, and you're not going to know why. Correct. And if you do know why, then he's failed his mission. And I know he's, he takes this very seriously. It sounds like fun. What do I right. sign up? Well, it's the fact that you're going to be dying with hundreds, you know, dozens of other people. I won't die alone. Oh, and he submitted the incomprehensible death scenario, by the way. So there you go. Oh. Oh, that's available. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, you probably, I wouldn't go to the bathroom during that event because you'll probably be dead between that. So just mm -hmm. probably not going to take very long. And I, what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't spend too much time on your character's backstory. <laughs> that's right. It's more than a paragraph. Probably. Right. Well, I, I assume you were going to write the hundred characters in the various paragraphs, <laughs> three, each of them having three or four paragraphs there. And then, oh, boy, yeah. And, and all they all tie in together. They're all gnomes. It's a it's it's a gnome village. Gnome, gnome apocalypse. That's good. So a lot of good things are happening. We are looking forward to this. It's always it's set for fifteen minutes. There you go. So again, go get a beer. Come back. Die horribly. Go back to the festivities. Fifteen minutes. You can't gather all those players in fifteen minutes. Well, they better pay attention, or they're gonna be like, I died. I didn't even know. More incomprehensible death. I didn't even roll a die. <laughs> Can I roll something? Yeah, that's a win. I think if you get to roll a die, right? Well, other than a saving throw, that's a win. I think if you roll anything, you're good. That's a win. It's, yeah, because yeah, that's true. Normally, you just you know, rocks fall and you die. You don't even get a saving. Because you had a chance, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Um, so, uh, looking forward to that. It's all coming together. If you can come to Orlando uh, in late September, early October, we'd love to see you. If you have any questions? Send your questions, either if you're a patron. Uh, again, I send a note to all patrons of Electrum tier or higher, because if they want to come, the badge is on us. So you need to send me a note by July 10th, because I got to order the badges. They are not free. We pay for them out of the goodness of our heart and the money that you provide. So we're going to give those badges, get them to you. It's all happening. It's all coming together. We're very excited about that. So the money just goes round and round. They give right. it to us, we give it back to them. That's right. Like exchanging gift cards at Christmas. Exactly. Got it. That's, that's right. We, we don't do this for the money. Shockingly, I, this is not part of the retirement plan. This is... You haven't invested, like, the, no. the, the patron money and, no, like... Some... Bitcoin, no, I have not. <laughs> and, uh, and NFTs, no, we don't have any of that. So, um, again, uh, looking forward... I hope to have the print, scan print from Crystal in the next week or so, which will allow me to make the shirt, which is the official tournament shirt, will be available in the next few weeks. So very excited about that. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to play, go out to Grognard's Guild online where you can go hang out with folks uh, and you know, either set up a game or run a game yourself. You know, if, if, if you don't have a game in your area, do what Dan and his friend Ed did, our friend. I can call him my friend now Indeed. at this point. Uh, they just said, we're going to make a game ourselves. And they set up Meetup, and that's how all this happened, because someone took initiative. If you be the change, be the change you want, or whatever that slogan yep. is. I rolled a four on initiative, and that was good enough. That was good enough, exactly. And then all this happened. So somewhere out there is a Dan and an Ed mm -hmm. who need to do the same thing. 
who will attract the James to this, and there, there could be another version of this. And if that still sounds like a good idea, <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, we don't have any titles this week. Why are we waiting? Now, again, there are some folks who are eligible for a title. I've reached out to them, but I have not gotten their town or some other information, so it's hard to give out a title without the information necessary. There's a form. There's a vetting process. Mm -hmm. We have to do research. Let's make sure you live in the town. We need proof of address. You need to send us a water bill or mm -hmm. something to show that you live there. Or you've spent your youth in there and you have proof that we need all that. Oh, yeah. What was that? You'd have to bring, like, your water bill. What was that for? Is that, like, the vote? I can't remember what that was. Well, there was a f for, uh, for proof of residency. Yeah, for, like, what kind of stuff? Driver's license, you had to do that. Yeah, you'd show up with yeah, your water bill. Uh, also, at school, you had to show that you were a resident. Mm -hmm. You had to show that yeah. water bill or to, to avoid a deposit. Sometimes. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, in order to do that, we need, we need all that. Uh, so, uh, speaking of uh, residency requirements... Uh, Go Delicious, he is back in Tampa. He's going somewhere else. It's, it's hard to tell. He's somewhere in Florida at this point. I haven't been keeping up on where he's at, but he's been traveling here, there. And there's, there's multiple. Have you seen that there are multiple goats now? No. What? What? Oh, you haven't heard this? No. Oh, my goodness. You haven't, you haven't kept up with the latest because you were out on, you were shaking down our... You think Go Delicious is like following the DeSantis campaign? Is that I, what he's doing back here? I don't know if he's that or maybe so, so just, so this is what you've been missing. Someone made a map of where he's been. Oh, wow. Look at that. Uh, yeah. But what is, what's more disturbing is you can tell people have now been cloning. Oh my gosh. What? What is going on? They've been cloning the goat. Oh, he has a girlfriend. Or boyfriend. <laughs> okay, I'm who, sorry, you're who, right. Who are we to judge? You're right, I don't know. I mean, he, he did like Scarlet Rose. Um, so he's been here, there, and everywhere. He was in the, he was in the Seattle area for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but the, again, the disturbing part was he's been cloned. That is, yes, that is very strange. And then there are derivatives. Oh, like not yeah knockoffs. Knock yes, <laughs> go to Lucius. <laughs> Bizarro goat, whatever. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, wait, what's that all about? This is him. Some strange poses going on there. This, okay. And now this, he's gone to Hillsborough to go to a wedding. Oh, a wedding. So him, this is him busting out of the box that he came out. Oh, of. he's in the wedding party. And then there's Vic's thing of the goat. Then this is the travel plans. Uh. There's him again. There's him with the queller. Right. Uh, they're setting up for the wedding. There's a picture of him. Some other thing. It's just, it's just amazing. What a life. Right. He what has the life. life we would like to have. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to let, you, let everyone know that he's fine, but there are potentially imposters uh, out there. Now, have you seen the latest issue of Flipping and Turning? On, on the back cover. Yes. You've yes. seen that. Of course, because we, we went sir, we went over this when you weren't here. I was talking about the viewers who are. Yes, we went know. over it because no. Rob is here. Here it is. I know. I was, there it is, right? The, uh, so you could, it's flat, go delicious. Flat, go delicious. It's amazing. Like flat Stanley. Right. That you can cut out and send them along. So we'll expect people to start doing that. Right. So 
it's this is almost like the Askemeyer Wiener truck, right? There was one, and then there all of a sudden there were like six of them yeah. going that. So you're not sure if you've seen the original one, but you will get a version of it. Right. I think it's great. So, uh, uh, so yeah, it's got a oh, actually, uh, Carlos has a hundred pregens already. So that's perfect. He's he's ready to go with that. Wow. We don't. This is what we worry about things we don't need to worry about. Where did he find the time to write up those page backstories? Chat GPT. That's what Vic's going to use. Oh, he did chat for, and also for the backstories. Right. Yeah. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Hmm? With the chat, yeah, backstories yeah. come up I with. Could, we could run Chat GPT if you'd like. Like I a backstory. I, I have it set up on my phone. So can you type in there like, what would you type in? Like I need but a, I need a known backstory. I need a hundred word, hundred words in the style of Ernest Hemingway about a gnome illusionist. His or his beginning origin. Can you put that in there right now? Uh, How hard would that be? That'd be too hard to do on the fly here. Well, I have to set up. You'll have to. Yeah. You'll have to run the show for a little bit because I gotta. I can't do that. Well, I mean, you gotta talk then. I um, can't do that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Moving on. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, oh, he, they don't have any backstories because they don't. They're jabronis. They're gonna get killed. All right. I totally well said. All right. I can't play a character without a backstory. I know you'll have to make you'll have well if you want a backstory you'll have to get there early, make up your yes maybe I get them when I show up there right you'll have to get there early and pick, then yeah we come in your pack when you show up check in right they'll be at the count they'll be at the uh, desk the check in desk grab yeah. your jabroni I don't know what that means. grab your jabroni that's <laughs> you can get thrown out for that can't you I think so that's frowned yeah. upon. <laughs> <laughs> I love jabroni. That's perfect. That's good. That's good. You know what it means. I got it. It's you. a loser. It's a yeah, you know yeah. he's a schleb. Yeah. schleb. Hopeless character. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're hopeless. It's just cannon fodder. That's okay. what they're going to be. Um, so, but we did show issue twelve here with flat, flat go delicious, which means issue thirteen is coming. If you have ideas for the grog con oh. issue, oh, grog con issue. They'll be released at GrogCon. Don't do that, sir. Don't make my life more complicated as I'm multitasking. Um, send it to editor at grogcon.com or smolderingdonegames at gmail.com. This is what I miss about you because I have to do these random. Rob doesn't force me to do these audibles. He just, he just accepts. You're like, no, that's not. He, follows the, wait, he right. follows the script. Right. Right. Whereas you go, no, that's, this is not the show. The I didn't sh- read the script. Well, there's except that. He sent it to me. Right, that and uh, I do what I want to do, uh, not what, oh, jeesh. It's kind of annoying. Um, yes, it's me. Thank you. So this is James. This is James. Trying Trump. to get chat. All right. GPT. Yes. All right, here we go. Okay. Yes, thank you. So. Uh, write a character backstory in the style. You don't have to do it in the style of, in the style of a famous author. What do you want to do, famous author? That's really dramatic. Oh, why don't you put, do I put Tolkien? Okay, I'm Tolkien. Write a character backstory in the style. Write a D&D character. Of a gnome illusionist. There you go. You type it. Okay. See what it says. Thinking. Thinking. 
Okay. No, it's, in the, it's been something out. All right. In yeah. the realm of Elderwood, amidst the ancient forests and shimmering meadows, there lived a gnome illusionist named Nerilla Leaf Whisperer. Born under a gentle moonlight, Nerilla was destined for a life entwined with magic. From a tender age, she exhibited a natural aptitude for illusion, weaving spells of wonder and mystery that delighted her kin. Nerilda's home, nestled deep within the enchanted groves, was a haven of tranquility and ancient wisdom. Surrounded by the whispers of nature in the ethereal grove of fireflies, she honed her magical abilities under the tutelage of her wise mentor, a renowned gnome uh, illusionist named Eld Eldred Miswander. Eldred recognized the boundless potential within Nerilda and nurtured her gifts, guiding her on the intricate paths of illusionary arts. It keeps going. Oh my gosh, that is long. Right, so you say- It's almost as long as mine. Right. Now you can say, now only 100 words. Now let's say, that's why we're all going to be right. Okay, no, you do one more. I know this is, the, you know, not compelling podcasting. Yeah. We need a backstory for a half-orc thief okay. named Knuckles. This right. is going to be his official backstory. So this is official. This is canon. Right. All right, so it's producing the 100-word version of this now. Of the, of the uh, prior one with the gnome. Right. Hopefully it's going to be 100 words. Sometimes it does it. Can't, it can't contain itself. It's like us. It talks way too long. Right. Uh, okay, so this is the 100-word version. In the realm of Elderwood, Nerilla Whisper, no malicious, honed her magical abilities amidst enchanted groves. Guided by her melter, mentor, Eldrin Mistwander, Nerilla became a master of illusion, weaving spells of wonder. Her journey beyond Elderwood exposed her to diverse cultures and expanded her understanding of magic tap, magic's tapestry. Through mesmerizing illusions, Nerilla entertained and instilled hope, reminding, reminding beings of their innate magic. Yet her illusions also concealed a deeper purpose, re restoring balance and thwarting darkness. With nimble fingers and unwavering spirit, she wields her illusions to protect and, de and deceive, leaving a trail of wonder as she roams the realms, enchanting all who witness her magic. Well, she's a thief. That's pretty good. There you go. So, okay, last one, and then we'll move on because I know people are getting bored. So. We need a backstory. Character backstory is really compelling stuff. Or Knuckles, a half orc thief. Type. This is it's really. Okay, in the sprawling scene in Shadowhaven, amidst the shadows and alleys, lived a half orc thief named Knuckles. Born in a world of hardship and uncertainty, Knuckles grew up in the unfortunate underbelly of society. Banned as a child, relying on his instinctual cunning and raw strength to survive. Raised by a band of thieves, Knuckles quickly learned the art of deception and the thrill of thievery. Under the mentorship of an experienced rogue named Blackthorn, he honed his skills, becoming a master of stealth and lockpicking and aerobatics. Knuckles embraced his dual nature, harnessing his orca strength and resilience while adapting to the finesse and subtlety of, of his thieving craft. Okay, this keeps going. All right, but that's fine. We got it. All right, my mentor is Blackthorn. Right. So I've got information. Okay. Very yes. well. Knuckles ventures forth an enigmatic feature lurking within the night, wielding his skills to survive and protect. Oh, he protects those. He's a protector, allegedly. That's not. Wow. I'm going to say he's, he's Knuckles is full of surprises. Yeah, shorter in length. And Knuckles is evil. <laughs> that's true. He is. He's, uh, he's chaotic evil. But we can't have Knuckles being good. So used to being having these heroic is evil.
In the shadow of in the shadows of Shadowhaven, Knuckles, a malevolent half orc thrive. That's better. Raven, the harsh world, embraced his sinister nature with fervor. <laughs> Trained by ruthless no rogues, Knuckles honed his skills and stamp, lockpicking and stamp, becoming a formidable force in the criminal underworld. With every calculated heist, he reveled in the suffering cost, reveling in chaos and ill-gotten gains. Look at that. Knuckles embraced his malevolence, using his skills to exploit the weak and oppress the innocent. <laughs> this is perfect. His reputation as a cunning and treacherous thief spread, striking fear into the hearts of all who crossed his path. Perfect. You love it. There you go. There you go. See? You, now, you can make up backstories for all your characters, too, James. You don't need to worry about it. You just do Chad GPT, right? Well, and this is the problem, is that, you know, Chad GPT uses what other people have done. So it's now we're doing a derivative of a derivative. There's no... That's life, baby. That is true. So anyway, nothing new Okay. Hey, and Cyber Heston's out. Hello, sir, from our from our eastern, northern lands of Europe. He's here. So um, anyway, we have Knuckles thing. Anyway, it's ChatGPT is like a parlor trick. It's fun. Yeah, and now oh, there's stock. We don't have an official. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and now uh, Vic's like, oh, we've. Now create a new segment, Chat GPT backstories for our characters. Yeah, that's it, right. We need to do one for uh, Eric and Den Kanan and we can just do a Chat GPT <laughs> show. We I almost thought of that. I almost because I can take your voice and my voice yeah. and train the uh, internet and then just have it write a script and we just see all the old episodes. Right. It would just use it like right. it would know it would know our mannerisms. Right. Wait, what? Wait, that's how it works. This uh. is so first edition. <laughs> James, you son of a bitch. If you think about it, your little soundboard is yes. basically just like right. a right. more primitive version, basic version of ChatGPT. Right. We are we are a first edition version of ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. They're on later editions. They're true, easier easier to use, but now, not as not as fun. It may get confused by some of the music on there. Right. You know, it'll just have porn music the whole time. <laughs> it's a porn. It's a porn thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Don't forget, Blackthorn was a famous Greyhawk villain, too. So there you ah, go. Nice segue. Blackthorn. All right. So with that, uh, if you like this nonsense, before we go to become ChatGPT and we're completely immersed in the Matrix, you can sub link, like, and subscribe on YouTube. Go out to iTunes. Put an iTunes review. That would be fun. Uh, we'll read it verbatim. Or become a patron if you have the means to do that. So with that said. Is now the best of July 1983. Someone actually, I, I want to, do, do you want to be unhappy? Why, who would say yes to that? Well, sometimes you like being That's true. aggrieved. I, re I revel in it. You like being aggrieved. I like, I like to feel that I am I'm aggrieved anyway. Right. Cruel world. Someone put a poll on Discord yeah. saying, should we get rid of the segment best of the month of whatever in? Okay. I don't think it won, but I'm just saying someone... It's like five seconds. Oh. It's like best movie and best. Apparently, wow! Someone was because it wasn't about stick to you know stick to the D and D. Gotcha. Right. So now I think this should be an hour. This shows actually about D and D. It's about nostalgia. So we're going to increase it. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> we're aggrieved. <laughs> That's right. You'd be offended. So okay. what are we doing, Dan? So despite despite uh, protests, we are now going to flip the calendar. This is. The realms of wonder, discover, it's actually discover realms, well, it's realms of wonder. Calendar from TSR 1983, and we're getting ready to flip it to June, and what we're going to do is we're going to guess. To July. I'm sorry, to July, 
we're going to guess what the scene is. Because keep in mind, James, these are not dragons. Right. These dragons, these are various scenes, which makes this very hard to guess. Realms of wonder. Exactly. They are realms. So I would suggest for those who want to guess, it should be wondrous, the realm. Something that you would discover. Right. And it would be wondrous. And a realm. A realm. Okay. Like they had Mermaid's Grotto, which the, uh, right. Chamberlain did a pretty good job. We gave it to him because he came up with some kind of sea thing. Right. So you're right. So it is. So 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 think look right. Think location and something wondrous. It's not going to be like the Walmart on or you know US 19 um, or the I'm, Montgomery Ward if it's 1983. I'm going to say the 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 Valley of uh, the sp- where would a sprite live? What would that be? Like a, li- a glen? A, a glen? Da- or a dale? A dale? Da- the sprite's dale. Sprite's dale. Okay. I like that. <laughs> what does Chat GPT say? This is dangerous. Please, now. <laughs> <laughs> give me 100 words on a dale where sprites live. Give me, yeah, give me 100 words on a realm of wonder. <laughs> Probably get it right. <laughs> right. Stupid computer. Stupid computer. That's right. I hate it. Uh, All right. So you're going with the pixies, you said? Uh, Sprite. Sprite. The, 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 the Dale. Of the Sprite. Sprite's, yeah. Sprite's Dale. Sprite's Dale. I'm going to go with, of course, the uh, the nymph's uh, oh. cosp. The cosp of nymphs. Of course you are. <laughs> is that, is that, um, of course. That's not the music I was thinking. That's right. Well, do I have that? The Cosp of Nymphs. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, it's kind of, uh, remember that uh, Into the Wild, the, the thing where he had frolicking people in the Feylands. Yes. All right. It's very fun. All right, we're ready. Any other guesses out there of Realms yes, of Wonder? No, they don't care. They hate this segment. They, they, they remember, they thought this was the stupidest segment. Ever so, they have okay. they have nothing. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Ooh! Right when I said it's not going to be a dragon, or is it a is it a hide? What is it? Wait, what is this? Oh no! This, oh, this is the centerfold. This is wow. We have a center. We didn't even know a centerfold was coming. All right, this is very good. This is this is probably my favorite of these. First of all, there's some kind of signature at the bottom. Is it a wait? I think this is an actual signature to Terry. It's been signed by Hill. It's by signed wow. by the author. Come on, get out of here. Get out it's of here. It's signed by the author. We got, it's signed by Tim Hildebrand, 1982. That is amazing. Yes. How about that? Ooh. I didn't even know we did this. I got a, and I got you a signed copy of this when I bought this for you. You did. I, I can resell it on eBay for a lot. You make a nice, tidy profit. Uh, that's pretty cool. They had they didn't look. All right. I did not know. I, seriously, they did not mention this. Obviously, the person, Terry's probably dead and his estate's sold. We got to find Terry. Well, this was not July either. So this is the centerfold. It's just a centerfold. So this is, well, we got to describe this for the people in the podcast. This is. Why the, do we like this one? Well, because the poor person is being crushed by a two-headed dragon. Are there any two-headed dragons? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, so it's a, uh, a two-headed dragon, which is clutching a poor human. Right. I guess he's been, what, is grappled? He has been grappled. And there's, there seems to be, what, a Greek ship down here, some a Roman? Of, yep, some kind of galley. Right, and that's it. And then there's a keep above. Oh, there is. It looks like a tower. Yes, it does. Because it's called the Dragon's Keep. So 
And more importantly, this is a signed version. Maybe we should give this away. We should. Let's get away. We should. Can't give it away to GrogCon because we need it for that. So it'll have to be a holiday prize. Nothing says more exciting than a 1983 calendar. Correct. In, in 2024. Right. It's been re-gifted for 40 years. Right. Well, if you're a Terry Hilleband fan, this is well worth it. Well, that's true. Right. Okay. I better be good to this now. 41 years ago, that thing was signed. Here we go. All right. Now we're doing the July one. Oh. oh. The ruins. Oh. That's right. The ruins. It seems to be sort of a Central American yeah, or like South American. Land of the Lost. Remember Land of the Lost? Of course. Yeah, what was the, uh, they had that ape dude. Can't say that anymore. Well, half ape dude. That's Wasn't there like some strange? Yeah, it was. I'm going to say Guku or something like that, but it's not. <laughs> Land of the Lost, who was the guy? This is the ruins, and it has a dinosaur, and it looks like a pterodactyl, and a poor guy in a loincloth fighting it off with a stick. So we didn't see that coming. Right. Yeah. So these, I like these better because there's actually fighting going on, and it's very unlikely the human's going to survive in either of these events. Oh, but two seconds later, he's on the air. Right. He's being eviscerated up, up at the nest for the, chill, for the small pterodactyls. Yes. Okay. The ruins. Excellent. So the ruins, totally, we totally missed it. Yep. Oh, it could be a giant. I don't disagree with that. Unfortunately, it said Dragon's Keep. It didn't say Hydra's Keep. If it said Hydra's Keep, which would make more sense, then he comment is those could have been a gigantic Hydra with two heads. Unfortunately, it said Dragon's Keep. So I, I like it would have said Hydra's Keep. Yes. But excellent. All right. So that's, that's that. Uh, song and same as same as a month ago really yes do you remember a month ago come on return of the jedi ding ding and <sighs> now it was, it was from it was from i'll, I'll, I'll tell you the movie is the flash dance it's though? from the movie flash dance oh yeah but i don't remember the song because it's that other one right it's that other one, whatever it is. It's the movie song Flash. Oh, Flash Time. What a feeling. What a feeling. I don't like this segment anymore because my feelings have been hurt. That's why I wanted to say, did you want to be aggrieved? Yes, I'm aggrieved. And I knew you would be. Right. I've, I've done this show with you. Was, was, was one of the entries Grog Talk? Like, what should be eliminated? Yes. Grog Talk. Yes. Can we just have ChatGPT review yes. the rules? That's the problem. They're going to like that better. Well, it's clearly better than anything we could have yeah. came up with. Uh, all right. So that was quick and painless. Uh, you want to do Mad Libs now? Let's do it. Actually, you know what? I want you. I'm going to do the Mad Libs. Yeah, oh, okay. And you will provide. Because I did it with Rob, and we had a great one. You know what we did last? I just want to tell you this one part because it was pretty funny. Um. So we did your sampling of adventures, part one, and he did cleric, and he did said, "You're a healer of a goat head, of a goat herder who harnesses divine cloud. You're often called by the weasels you worship to undertake dark quests, which is, I thought nice. was very appropriate." So, uh, all right. So, so this this and this is a segment of the show where we do Mad Libs. It's right. the D and D Mad Libs book. All right, so we're going to do, uh, yeah. Okay, this is very appropriate. 
So you were going to fill in things at the top of your head or whatever you want to do. I understand. Uh, a place. Uh, Greyhawk. Very, very appropriate. Okay. A verb. Uh, skipping. Adjective. Uh, brown. Brown? Brown. Brown is an adjective. It is, right? It's noun. Like a brown. Yes, it's t- definitely. Uh, noun. Uh, dragon. Thing in theme. Adjective. Uh, slimy. Okay. Color. Yellow. Noun. Uh, chicken. Ooh. Verb ending in ing. Limping. Verb. Um. Killing. Noun. Gnome. Plural noun. Um. Uh, nymphs. Nymphs. <laughs> nymphs. Nymphs? Yep. Adjective? Um, gangly. Ooh. Uh, adjective? Um, serene. Oh. <laughs> uh, plural noun? Uh, leopards. Leopards. Not lepers. Leopards. Leopards. Okay. Adjective? Um, slow. Uh, occupation plural. Uh, limners. Limners. Excellent. Thank you. Plural noun. Uh, drowells. All right. There you go. It's pretty short. Short okay. and sweet. Masters of the Dungeons is the name of this. Oh, sounds good. All right, being a dungeon master is no walk in the Greyhawk. <laughs> walk in the Greyhawk. That should be a new segment. Walking in the Greyhawk. <laughs> I like it. You have to meticulously skip skipping encounters while staying brown enough to go with the dragon. Staying brown enough to go with the dragon. Sounds like a, something when you eat bad food, you're brown enough to go with the dragon. It's particularly slimy when, you, when you're a yellow horn. So there's some... So here's some wise chicken. <laughs> You're one wise chicken, dude. You're wise chicken. Do play pre-made adventures. They're a great limping off point. Do not try to railroad or killing player characters into a corner. Very true. They will always take the gnome less traveled. That is a great book, The Gnome Less Traveled. Do establish crystal clear nymphs for your players. I like that. Otherwise, they'll end up gangly and confused. Do not overplan. Prep time is serene, but you have to roll with the leopards too. Do relax. The slow secret of DMing is that limners don't need epic drow elves to have fun. All right. That wasn't too bad. Not bad. What would have been better is wet nuns. Yes. I don't think you can ever go wrong with wet nuns. And me not giving verbs without having ing at the end. I understand, but that's okay. I was going to change some of them. Well done, sir. So that fine product is from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, 
So now we're ready for our next Wizards of the Coast product, Trivial Pursuit, which has been, which was a lot of fun last time because we discovered there's other categories where we can uh, talk about. So this is the episode where we do Trivial Pursuit questions from the D and D, the Wizards of the Coast D and D Trivial Wizards of the Coast. Not sponsored by Wizards of the Coast, though we are more than happy to be sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. We would be more than happy to be, and we all products will take any of them. We do history questions, D and D history questions. These were written, I believe, by John Peterson. That's what I've heard, and they're generally not easy. They're generally hard. Yes, correct. Okay, so would you like to ask a question? I do. Go for it. This is under monsters, but I think this one's relatively easy. What undead monster drains life energy and has the name that simply means person in Middle English? Does anyone know that one? Person. It's person. Middle English. Yes. Mm -hmm. You want a clue? Well, I assume, I mean, does it begin with a W? Well, that's that's a pretty big clue. If I <laughs> does it begin with an A? No. B? No. C? W? Was the second letter an X? No. I mean, yes. Eventually, I could spell it out for you. Okay. Do you want? We're not going to. You want to answer that now, or do you want to? I say we answer them right now. All right. Okay. What is what is your answer? I would say it's a white. You are a hundred percent correct. It is a white? No, I did not know that white meant person in Middle English. Now you do. All right. Okay. Ready for this? All right. Yes. That's right. Because monsters are what color is monster? Orange. Ah, got it. Got it. All right. Well, I'm going to do history. For the 45th anniversary of D and D, Wizards of the Coast released com commemorative dice with what precious stones in them? 45th anniversary. 45th. That was close to 2019. So you're looking for precious stones. What precious stones would be in these commemorative dice? Were they the same ones? We don't know. Same ones as what? You this, mean, all the same stones or different I, stones? I assume it's all the. I assume it's all the same because that would be a lot of answers. Yeah. Uh, precious stones. Precious. Precious or semi-precious. Precious. Precious. <laughs> oh, you, you are getting into this. Well, Pre semi-precious. You're right. You're right. Precious. That's precious. Wow. Uh, uh, but, well, 50, 75 is diamond. Uh, oh, I, so you think, oh, I see what you're saying. You think it goes, lines up with 45th. Yeah, some kind of anniversary. Of silver, like gold would be 50. Oh. Silver is 25, if I remember correctly. I don't know what 45th edition. So I'm going to go with a ruby. I have no idea. Here's anything. Sapphires. Oh, sapphire. The traditional 45th wedding anniversary gift. But so you were right. You were right to. Th I wasn't even thinking about. It. I was thinking more D and D related. Yeah. I just, were... I just didn't know what the 45th uh, thing of it was. That was smart. Thank you, sir. Put those over there, so we'll we'll put them on the bottom. So, thank you. Uh, I answered that one because I'm looking at these other ones if they have anything worthwhile. Okay. Oh, this one I don't know if you know, but I like I like to I'd like to know what the answer is. What iconic Dave Sutherland illustration in the 1978 Player's Handbook was turned into a module by Monty Cook in 1998? 
Wow. I think I know the answer to this. Well, yeah, I have no idea because I don't pay attention to 1998. But the iconic oh, Dave oh. Sutherland illustration. Oh, well, it's got to be the cover then. It's Player's Handbook? He didn't do the cover. Oh, who did the cover? Vampire. Oh, I did not know that. 99% positive that. Okay, so now I got to get out the... You can look at the book. It's icon Yeah, it's iconic. It's iconic. Um, the, oh, it was the uh, Knuckles the Thief adventure. No. The soul. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> that would make sense. But I, did he do that or Trampier did that? <laughs> I don't know who did Knuckles. I can find it. Hmm. What was... Oh, it's got to be Paladin in Hell. Yeah. Is that your answer? That's my answer. Paladin, Paladin in Hell. Very good. There we go. See? You figured it out. Yes. Excellent. I noodled it out, sir. That's it. With some flipping and turning. Okay. Which television show featured the line, I didn't spend all those years playing Dungeons and Dragons and not learn a little something about Wow. TV, TV show? Yes. Which television show featured that line? I'm going to say the, well, I only know of a few right. that have it. So... Uh, be a comedy. I don't think it's Stranger Things. Who's the one that had that referenced Gary Khan? There's one that referenced Gary Khan. Oh, they, they make fun of the nerds. Oh, I was going to go to Big Bang Theory. I was going to say. Yes, Big I think Bang it is Bang. Bang. That's what I think is they reference Gary Khan. So I'm going to say the Big Bang. Theory. I would agree with that. Is that the one where they take off the laugh tracks and it doesn't seem as funny? Yes, yeah, right. It's terrible. So that's why we got. That's why we have laughter. You, you're the one that said we can't. We're not funny without the laughter. Okay. All right. I think I think we are going to be right. The X-Files. Oh, the X-Files. Oh. In the 1996 episode, Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Oh, here's an interesting one. Hold on. I got to ask this. Name two of the four languages that a tree ant can speak. And I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if this is in first edition or not, though. It, well, they do speak some, I'm going to say tree ant. Right. And I'm going to say pixie. And I would say... Are they, are they chaotic good, Treehands? Because mm. they're going to speak their alignment. They got, well, wait. Theoretically, they have to speak their alignment tongue, don't they? Even if right. they have list it. Well, uh, it depends what edition. This may, they may not have a pixie, treant, dryad, dryad, pixie, treant, and um, brownie, maybe? Those are good guesses. Common. Okay. I'm common. We just said common. Druidic, elvish, and sylvan. Okay, but this is, sounds like fifth. That sounds like fifth edition. Yes, so let's go, to the, let's, go to the, let's go to the Monster Manual. Okay, sure. I think tree ants are good, aren't they? Tree ants are definitely good. Yeah. I don't know if they're chaotic good. They seem so. They're a treaty. Well, trees don't move. They, they don't they're move. chaotic good, sir. They are, they are excellent. Okay, they say what they say. Um, I'm not, they're related to trees, that's all I know. They hate evil, okay. Something about aroused tree ants. Hey. Okay. We, we did them at one point. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing it on a quick read through. Okay. Maybe they don't have it. But of course, this is you. Yeah, with Druidic. Druidic. Well, oh, wait. There's, is there Druids Cant? Whatever. There's Druids. Yeah. Uh, what is it druids called? Something, yeah. Druids, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. Well, I don't know. They didn't say it's speaking. Well, Treant's a language because you can learn Treant. Excellent. You're right. On that, on the right. On what? 101, 102? Right. Well, because rangers can learn, druids can learn treant. So I did get one right. I said truant. Treant. 
Yeah, presumably they can speak their own language. Yeah, 102. No, Trian is not listed on the random language okay, table. We'll go to the players, go to the, I'm pretty sure in the player's handbook, but I, okay. maybe I'm losing my mind, which is not unusual. That This is esoteric. It's not on there. But I thought... Maybe, it's not. Maybe I'm wrong. Druids learn a language everything. Have I lost my mind? That's really the question. Now we are flipping and turning. Uh, yes. Page 21 of the Player's Handbook. Excellent. Yes. Tell me. Druids have their own secret language. And, and all speak it in addition to their other tongues, alignment common and others known. Upon becoming a third-level druid, initiated third circle, first circle, and with each level increased thereafter, a druid gains a language of his choice. Centaur, dryad, elvish, fawn. Oh, interesting. Gnome, green dragon, hill giant, lizardmen, manacore, nixie, pixie, sprite, treantish. 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 Me llamo es fern. That's right. Trientish. Trientish. So, it's not listed in the DMG, but there is a language called Trientish. So, like, when you're signing up for class, like, what are you going to you know, do for your foreign language card? Trientish? Trientish. Yep. I'm Professor Trientish. <laughs> He's uh, a Trient. <laughs> I am. We're, it's, it's a four-credit class. It takes a long time. It's right. It's right. It's right. I am a... Say it! So you just speak slowly. That's true. You just say it really slow. Just like Americans do when they... Hello! Right. My name-o is James-o. Right, like if you say it slowly, all of a sudden... Everyone understands. They'll understand it. Right. Right. What is... And loud. What is your right. name-o? Exactly. Perfect. Okay. That was good. All right. So we went over that. Uh, now my last one. Which two types of damage? Oh, you have two. Huh? You have two left? No, I, this one's done. Okay. Which, I'm going, which two types of damage can prevent a troll from regenerating on its next turn? Sorry, what is that again? What two types of damage? Two types. Oh. Can prevent. Now, I'm assuming this lines up with first edition. I believe it does, but. It's got to be what? fire. Fire. Acid. I was going to say acid. Let's see. Oh. I just assumed you get it right. Acid and fire. Perfect. Oh, hold on. That was, that was Pseudo Undead's second album. That's right, Fire and Acid. That's uh, Fire and Acid. They go together. Right. Well, here's a very... It you... was you who set me free. Is that song? I don't know. Denim and Leather. Oh, Denim They leather. go together. That's right, exactly. It was Saxon. I was oh. a big Saxon fan. Oh, sorry. You're okay. I have, thanks to you, been listening to all this old, crappy 80s music. Docking. No, not Doc. Wave. I'm talking oh. like, like you said, Venom and oh. Saxon and Man of War and nice. okay. all this old stuff. Okay. And, you know, it's validated some things. There's a reason Metallica and Slayer and, and Megadeth and those guys are, Anthrax are better than the rest of them. It's, there's, there's clearly a reason why there's a tears between them. You Maybe. see evolution. In, in well, life. I just see that there's a reason Metallica's the largest metal band mm -hmm. ever and why Saxon was not. not. Wow. No, I, uh, no, uh, so, uh, okay. hey, Lloyd, how are you, sir? So this one is literally, this, this will be a good segue into uh, Sage Advice. 
This is this this uh this question. If we were playing trivia suit, I would let have my wife answer. That's how simple this is. She'd probably not get right. Right. What no level problem. magic user must you be to cast the spell magic missile? This is literally <laughs> first level. <laughs> I don't make this up. <laughs> okay, I like that. So that does sound like a sage advice question, right? Right. Look it up in the PhD. I didn't understand. What's what level do I have to be? So there you go. Uh, so there you go. Okay. Oh, I have one, a different one. But Let's, you know, may, but maybe this is legit, because look, everyone knows magic missiles, the awesome, right? What are the awesome first level spells? Right? Sleep, charm, person, magic. Exactly. There's certain spells that are like, wow, really? At first level? So if you think about it, it is kind of, you got to realize, I'm trying to save the question. Right. What am I doing? It's, you're, you're working hard. Okay, let's move it on. I have one more here since I found it, since this is somewhat rele relevant to it. You, this is a, one that you would know relatively easy. What plane of existence are you on if you are shopping in the city of brass? Oh, is, I assume that's fire, right? Elemental plane of fire? Elemental plane of fire. It is the capital city of the Infreet with golden towers rising above a sea of flame. What I love about which this... Which is on the cover of the book, just on the back. What I love about this idea of cities in like... So it's the elemental plane of fire. Right. There's a city. Right. Like. How? Exactly. What's going on? Right. I mean, so many questions. Right, because you just imagine, like, it being on the sun. What kind right. of city would be on the sun? Right. It would be something totally, like, nothing we could imagine. But you it, just assume it's fire. There would be no buildings because everything would be on fire. Like, the plane of Earth would just be Earth. There should be nothing but Earth. Because if you have buildings. Right. Well, I mean, why do you have buildings, right? So exactly. they need shelter from something. Why do they need shelter? Who's building it? Right. Are there contractors? Right. How did it come to be? See, that's the problem, is that I think a lot of the concept of the afterlife is really just a replication in some respect of life on the prime material plane, which seems to me to be odd, but, you know. It is. It's totally weird. It's, it and again, because you have this idea of fire should just be all fire. Yeah, I mean, like, this idea of visiting hell is basically just like you're, like, in a film noir movie. Right. Right? Well, or you're watching Grog talk. Or Grog, right. What's that one where the guy goes to the casino, he wins all the time, he thinks he's in heaven, but he's actually in hell. This is... Oh, that's like a good movie. Uh, I think it was like a Twilight Zone. That's the same thing with this. You think you're... You're in heaven because you're listening about first edition D&D &D and you're actually in hell. Right, exactly. That's... Or the abyss. <laughs> yeah, that would be Kai. Okay, thus endeth... Yes, I'm... I'm... D&D &D trivial... Trivial pursuit. pursuit, that was good. Now, we want to do sage advice then, random hell? Let's oh. do sage advice. Let's do it. All right, so sage advice. In my formerly... Uh, Crusty hands from cleaning out the air conditioner of, of uh, crap in it, so it would work. Uh, we are instead of sage advice, we have we have mined that vein. We've tapped that vein, mm -hmm. and now we're on to Imagine Magazine, the the uh, in-house uh, uh, arm of TSR UK, which we learned TSR stands for 1983. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me, don't tell me, TSR. That's right. Uh, this is the dragon equivalent over in England. They had an article, uh, an article called Dispel Confusion. 
which is less canonical than Sage Advice, which is less canonical than uh, Polyhedron's Dispel Confusion, which is all basically bunk. If Gene Wells didn't do it, I don't think it's... Oh, so she's your canon. Yeah, that's right, because it's a complete wild card. Oh, so you're like a strange cult. <laughs> like most people are like Gygax. I'm, Gygax. A, Wells I'm yeah. a Wellsian. You're a, oh, you're a Wellsian. I'm a Wellsian. It's like those people who think like what God is actually the devil or something has been like switched around. Right. Right. So you think you've got a theory. So you've got to see it was all Wells. It was all Wells behind the scenes. Clearly. A Wellsian. If you see what has produced, it's Wellsian. Yeah, we're Wellsian. Oh, so there's, there's much more to this module story than people understand right. is what you're saying. Uh, and you could argue there's a Caskian view. It's like the Gospels. There's different versions or authors of it. There's the book according to Gary, the book according to... But I prefer the Gnostic Gospels, the ones that are not canonical, which in my case is the... Book of Wells. Right, got it. That's why I'm a Wellsian. I like that. The Wellsians. The Gnostic. It's, it's hidden knowledge. You think you know how this came to be. She knew. She knew. And she's, she's gone on. And she was, she was put down because of it. Right. That's what was going she on was with martyred. that module. She was martyred for it. Because she told the truth. That was the truth. <laughs> it was the truth. That was the truth. And she was killed for it. That's, that's Sounds the, familiar. That is the true D&D. She died. I wasn't an Ar Arsenian, but then I moved to Wellesley and I became even more hardcore. She died for your D and D sins. That's exactly before you knew it. They repressed her. They they silenced her. So they did silence go. her. They silenced the module. <laughs> they kept the truth from us. Well, they he, tried he, to bury it literally. Literally, even Errol Otis is as much as we love him. He 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 had a choice: continue or, or he had to stop. Oh. So he keeps. He still does mention it. He does have his. Subversive things, in our case, uh, revelatory, the revelations. Okay. He's a prophet. Yeah, all right. All right. He's a prophet. Yeah. Spell confusion. I'm ready. So we have, this is from issue two. So we still have a few uh, ones that we haven't done in here. This one's going to be in the, in the vein of the question about magic users. So, can a magic user wear armor and use a sword if they are magical and he or she made them? No. Is that your final answer? Yeah, so the question is, can a magic... And we're assuming it's not a elf ma fighter magic that is user. Correct. It is a magic user, meaning a human magic user. I will give you that. No, they cannot. It says they cannot. They cannot. They made it. Someone made everything. No. Final answer? Final answer. It's a hard no. Yes. Yeah, see how simple this is? In both games, basic and advanced, magic users cannot use any weaponry other than the restricted list. The dagger only in basic, dagger start, dagger, dart, or staff in the advanced game. Although the advanced game, magic items can be constructed by ma magic users, including swords. This does not imply the ability or the inclination to use such items. In both games, magic users are intel intellectual types who have dedicated themselves to the powers of the mind. Burning cast spells, time-consuming occupation, require total devotion, and magic users do not have the time or the inclination when they were young, the years before they were venturing to practice sword swinging. They, they leave that to fighters. Wait, can you read the question again? Sorry, I'm causing trouble. Can you please? In, can a magic user wear armor and use a sword if they are magical and if he or she made them? Okay, can we talk about the use? So, well, we talked about this before. So, I'm a magic user. Right. And I'm out of spells. You're out of spells. And an orc. I have one hit point. An orc has cornered me in a dungeon. Right. And there's a rusty sword at my feet. Right. That's been left there. You, you just need to die. 
<laughs> you just I can't touch it. Can I touch it? Of course you can. Can I fondle it? Of you can you can molest it as well. But I can't swing it. You can. Can I use it as Oh, I can. I might Of course you can physically swing it. There's no what? reason you would be minus five to hit, and you would get no experience for that adventure. That's what I would rule. Oh, okay. The minus five is the proficiency, non-proficiency penalty right. Right. For, for magic, magic users. users. Right. right. Because, you know, I thought they were going to say, well, obviously, if you're wearing armor, you can't cast a spell. We know that. Right. Right? But this was a, this was a different question. Right. Yeah, why can't I... Yeah, don't the weapons just mean that I can be proficient in them? Right. You can't. Well, there's use, proficient, and non-proficient. Where does this come from? The proficiency? Okay. Well, in the book. But use is on the, it says items you can use. It's down. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what it says. I don't have it. Okay. It says it under a There, right there. Okay. Okay. Weapons. Weapons. And then there's an asterisk. This heading includes any magical weapons of the type named unless... Use by the class in question is specifically prescribed in the description of the magic weapon. So, okay, so... These are the weapons you may use as a person in that class. Wait. Is used use versus proficient? Correct. You wait. may use them. Then you, you may use them, and, but you may not be proficient with them. Wait, but you just said, if I'm a magic user, Correct. I can pick up a sword. You can pick up a sword. You said I could use the sword at a proficiency pattern. At, at, at a minimum, and you would not gain any experience for that. Well, that's the only difference there. So in Correct. other words, you think I can use anything. I mean, I, I, mean, I have arms. In fact, you are a human. You're <laughs> smart enough to figure it out. You would get... <laughs> what do I do with this? Now, oh, no, that's stupid. I guess, again, assuming you're not abnormally short or tall. Or, sure, sure. Or right, we get you it. The, the strength, you know. A halfling with a, with a lance, right. I get it. Right, Any right. Any kind of physical re prevention. Like, if it was a two-handed sword and you have a five strength, sure. you, you may not sure. be able to wield it because it's just physically now. But if you're a normal person and you pick up a sword, clearly you would get a, 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 the proficiency negative. But you would be doing, it's, it's, it's not because you're incapable, it's, it's against your class, that's why. Well, meaning, so what I'm suggesting then is there is no distinction between use and proficiency. There's use and there's proficiency. There's, there's only two categories, not three. It's either, can I use it as long as I'm, what you suggested, as long as I'm physically able, I can use it. Well, there's three, there's three categories. There is, can I physically use it? Yes or no. Okay. Can I use it as part of my class and as I, am I proficient in it? So you're adding a third. So, you, so your category, the additional one is, can I use it and is it part of my class? You've got an intermediary class that then you're penalizing them and they're not getting, you're punishing that, you're penalizing them. They're not getting any experience. Right. Instead of doing what the book says is you cannot use them, which then brings up the question of, you mean I physically can't pick up this sword? Does it, act, does it actually say you can't use it? You're forbidden from using it. That's right. Because wait, what's the answer? The answer so, so can you read the answer again? Because I'm very troubled by this. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. 
I understand why I couldn't cast spells. This does not, though the advanced game magic items created can be constructed by a magic user, including swords, this does not imply the ability or the inclination to use such items. And the explanation is because they did not spend time doing that. So that, again, implies that they are not capable. Though it keeps going on elves, and non uh, and non-human fighter magic users in the advanced game can use any weapons and armor and cast spells. This is because longer childhoods and lifetimes allowed greater diversity in training. So again, that implies it's not a, a um, physical inability. It's because you just haven't been proficient. You haven't practiced it. And lack of inclination. And lack of inclination. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I don't right. do sorts. Well, it's, I have no inclination of doing a triathlon. I, if you force me to, I'd get to some point and I'd drop dead from it. So, right. But, of course, that, of course, leads to the... I understand that when the player character says, I'm a magic user and I want to carry a sword with a proficiency penalty, the DM says no. Because that's just not happening. Well, you can carry a sword. If, let's say it's treasure and you're carrying it back. Sure. You're not going to penalize them. But right. if you pull out the sword and... You, to use it in combat, that goes to the Gary Gygax's thing of you are doing something out of your class, and you will be you need to be disciplined for that. Okay. And the, the better example is the cleric. Look at the cleric ones. You're right. Club, flail, what? Clearly, a dagger is less hard, less difficult to use. The argument for a sword with the magic user is he's physically unable to wield it properly because he has no training in it, right? Yeah. But a dagger versus a club or a mace, it's harder to wield a mace than it is a dagger physically. Mace is much harder. So it's not a thing of physical. He's just forbidden from using it because of the nature of his class. So if he does pick up a dagger, there would be some consequence. Now, with the cleric, I would argue the deity would be unhappy with him and there would be some... You could do some clerical penalty, like he can't get spells for a day or two. I want Jean Wells' opinion. Well, she's not. I'm as a Wellsian. This is the best you're going to get. I think. I think actually, Wells was asked a question once about like why can't can a thief use a bow and arrow in first edition, right? Because they can't, right? And she said that well, they can, but it would be a stick. You know, so in other words, you could whack somebody with right. it. Right. And, and that's, you know. If you, if, now, again, right. if they have proficiency in the club, they have a st- proficiency in the staff. They could have proficiency in the staff. But then it all it goes back to, okay, so the damage is less. Now, some people are bringing up, yeah, you could do the penalty on, on the ratings. Well, that's assuming you're doing training and you're doing the, you're doing the eval. If you remember our episode three where we did the performance eval, that's a very uncomfortable mm-hmm. discussion where I'm going, well, you remember on uh, session three, you picked up that sword. What, what rating do you think you deserve? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. That, if that's what you're doing in your campaign, that's great, but a lot of people are not doing it. So that's for a, me, the simple one is you don't get XP for the adventure. But it is interesting because... Or the encounter or something like that, whatever you want to do. It, so, so what it strikes me is it is, as you suggested, it is a bit of Gary trying to funnel the game into the set milieu right of look this is a little bit of the war a little bit of the war game ish right that this these troops carry this weapon you're going to carry this you you can't get too weird but i guess i guess i would rather just have it be a i would rather have it be like a larger penalty i understand that's more charts 
that's probably a boo-boo, you know? Yeah. But without it, though, you're just sort of like having these conversations, which, you know, I don't know. Well, I you're guess. not, you shouldn't have these conversations. You, sh you should be, people should just accept the rules as they are. Why can't clerics use daggers? Because the game says so. It's not because. The problem I've got, though, and I understand your, your penalty, and you're, you're, you're trying to fill a gap in the rules. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I get, I get how can you be wrong? Because there's no rule on it. The only problem with it, though, is it seems to be penalizing people for sort of a not being in this. I get. I I don't know. It's penalizing people for like a rules infraction, which is like the character. I'm just going to sound weird. The PC, the the player, the PC is being penalized for the player's rule infraction. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so now. Of course, the magic user is going to pick up the sword to defend themselves. That's what would happen if this was really happening. Right. But the player is sort of, but, but now the poor PC is being penalized because the player has not somehow comported with the way the rules are written. I don't know. It sounds weird to me about no, it. it. No, I, I understand. But ultimately, now you're, wow, you're really getting into meta things. Well, the first thing is, why did why did the rules have these classes? Because it was distinct from the other games where you could just pick whatever you want. That's you know again, it's not Lord of the Rings. Fifth edition. Well, whatever. It's not Lord of the Rings where Gandalf is carrying a sword, right? That's that. I'm sure there were people in 1970 something going, "Wait a minute, Gandalf has a sword. Why can't of I?" Of course, that probably was like yes, that was probably like half the games, right? Right. I mean that. So that. So it's it is the fact of. This is the game. There's game balance. We want to have fighters. Not game balance. We want fighters to be the fighter martial type. We want these other people not to be the martial type. So you could use them in extraordinary circumstances. I would allow them to use them in it because what I would say is this is because you don't have the training. It's not what magic users do. And but if you have to use it in an emergency, you could use it on a limited emergency basis. With a, I would do just the non-proficiency, but then you can't. But but then that's it. So I would I would that's differ. That, that would be it for that's me. That's it. Why is the player being penalized? Well, because here's the problem with that. What's an emergency? I'd rather have me trying to decide on a case by case basis what an emergency is than simply saying there's always going to be not identifying an emergency and always having a hit on. The training, so I don't know, but you know, it is interesting, right? I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. Are you, are you DMing right now? Because no. that's why you haven't DM'd in a while. Because if you were, I mean, DMing, I could if I wanted to. I mean, a lot of people have asked. Right, a lot of people want me to. Okay. <laughs> well, if you I had could. a campaign, now it's also I could have a campaign because you have. I know you can. Very, very successful. <laughs> Be the best campaign ever. The best campaign people ever. People love. People love my campaign. Yeah, they did. They yes, they're lining up. They're they're, beg lining they're begging me to run another campaign. Right. I'm in the lead right now, actually. <laughs> I'm polling the highest on who do you want to be the next DM right. for the campaign? Highest campaign. I'm like the highest. Yes. People love my campaign. Right. I mean, I am under investigation for <laughs> cheating fraud. on a couple campaign. Campaign, campaign fraud <laughs> and cheating on a campaign. Campaign finance reform. <laughs> yeah, we should investigate. There should be an organization that like. DM campaign finance reform? Yeah, that prosecutes DMs for violations. You can report your DM. That's right. <laughs> Is there rules about that? Absolutely. Um, That's called sage advice. Because. If you open this door, 
in the games I would have run. I'm knocking. I'm, I'm doing that knock spell, baby. You open that door yeah. that a magic user can momentarily doing the circumstances, because then the next logic step is, well, okay, that means they're at least non-proficient penalty. Well, I want to do that all the time, minus five. I'll I'm take not... the penalty. It's like people do crimes, like when they right. know the penalty's low. If I have a plus five defender, and I can swing it at plus that at no penalty, or I have a weapon that, maybe I find an intelligent sword that casts wish or whatever. Now I can use that, because I don't care if I get the proficiency. I want to be able to use that item for other reasons. Well, I guess the gods could intervene at some point. Maybe it all comes. From, well, if Gary, if it's but that's but that's right. that's the problem. Now you because you've allowed that. Now all of a sudden the rocks fall and die because they've abused what is clearly a reasonable thing, and that's what happens with players. They take something that's reasonable and they extend it. Yeah, half you half work. magic users. Right, <laughs> it's all go great. Someone's playing a drow. Right, someone's playing a dwarf paladin. You have playing... weapon specialization. Right. You've got like cavalier class. Dwarf paladins. Uh, right, Elf Rangers. Next thing you know, it's 1985. Right, and and we're the game's over from our perspective. <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't clearly I don't disagree, and it's interesting in the 40 something years I've played, I don't think I can. I think I've counted one time. Because the only good news to your thing of this is they would rather not get the minus five penalty. Or in other words, they the thought of them getting a penalty is so anathema to them they would rather they'd change. rather. Punch in the face or die. Right. They'd right. rather just pummel. The, right. They'd rather pummel. They'd rather do the pummeling rules. Right. And they know you don't want to do the pummeling rules, so they'll okay. That's fine. I'll I'll grapple the orc. Right. You'll be like, oh god, no, I don't want to do. Fine. That. We'll we'll make a deal. I'll just give you a proficiency penalty, <laughs> but I won't otherwise ding you. Deal. Sorry. Yeah. There's nothing like negotiating with your DM. Well, that that well, of course, the half orc, half dwarf, peacefully paladin, warlock, wielding two handers. Yes. Exactly. Uh, acrobatic thieves. Acrobatic thief. So, okay, well, okay. This question, which I thought was straightforward, yet again, I've well, complicated it. Excellent job. That is why you do you do. Okay. Here's a, here's a more interesting question. When, while using a phantasmal force spell, is the caster only allowed to create the illusion of one thing? Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm. Seriously, I don't think. So. Uh, oh, so can you do like a? That's a great question. Can you do like a scene? So I, can I can I put on like a whole play? Um, one thing. Thing is in single quote. Is there thing. a? Is there an area of? Can I look up the spell? Is this back? I mean, because we've said this before. I mean, the, the answers to these people would look them up. There's an area of effect, I'm sure. Right. Yes, there is. So that will limit. You know. I'm going to read it. My inclination would be nothing prevents there from being a single thing. But, you know, we never think about that. You always think, I, well, I don't know why I'm saying what other people think. I always think of it as a single thing. I don't think of it as a, uh, as a scene playing out. Okay, let me see. Phantasmal Force. Oh, gosh, I hate this. So crazy. They can be the map. Yeah. Third level match. You knew that was happening. You knew it, and you let, you let me fall through that trap. You knew that was happening. Okay. So I'm on page 75 of the player's handbook. When this, okay, so there is an area of effect. When this spell is cast, imagine it creates a visual illusion, which will affect all believing creatures which view the phantasmal force, even to the extent of suffering damage from phantasmal missiles or from falling into an illusory pit full of sharp spikes. 
Note that audio illusion is not a component of the spell. The illusion lasts until struck by an opponent, unless the spellcaster causes the illusion to react appropriately. Whoa, wait. The illusion lasts until struck by an opponent, unless the spellcaster causes the illusion to react appropriately. Huh? Unless the spellcaster, uh, or until the magic ceases concentration upon the spell due to desire, moving, or successful attack. So you have to, okay, so I've learned a lot. So number one, having nothing to do with this question. Right. So number one, I can cause the illusion. So you can program right. the illusion to react appropriately. Wow. Yeah. So if you have a orc, you swing. You because you're concentrating, you can make it move around. That's right. Because it's broken. I, right. Because I have to do concentration. So you actually right. So the illusion is not just a single. It's created and then it unfolds. Well, it's that too. But so you can adjust it. Because, it, because the spellcaster is focused on it. So you're, that's, I, I, this is, and I've played a gnome illusionist, sir. Uh, you, not, you, you've, you've not ran, well. you run a character, whether you've actually played one is another story. <laughs> yeah, not well, apparently. Creatures which disbelieve, okay, we got that. Uh, creatures not observing the spell effect are immune until they view it. The spell can create the illusion of any, uh, oh, here we go. The spell can create the illusion of any object or creature or force as long as it is within the boundaries of the spell's area of effect. The area can move within the limits of the range. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. That's wow. So it's like a little cube. It's a little cube of it's something. A cube of thing. That's right. Cube of illusion moving around. The material component is a bit. Oh, here's a great quote. See, this really is. This is actually a segment. Right. Is can you identify the spell component? That's hard because no one ever plays the spell components, which I think are great, of course. Right. Everything people don't like, I like. Yeah. So, except for we all hate uh, uh, overcast adjustment. What is the, uh, what would you think? A bit of what? Bit of, not bit of honey. Bit of men. What's it? Bit of men? Yes. Bit of men or, or bit of bit of men? Oh, bit of men. Yeah. Bit of bit of A bit of bit of men. I have no idea. <laughs> Please. Please. Of course. Wow. Uh, obviously. Sheep. Goes out saying. Wait, why? I don't know. Hmm. You'll have to ask Gary. I'm a Wellsian. I don't, we don't deal with these things. Okay. Uh, okay, so this is the sentence that causes the difficulty. It creates illusion of any object or creature force. So the question is, is that sentence simply identifying the different types? It's meant to be expansive. Identifying the different types of illusions. Mm -hmm. But one could read that narrowly. Right. As somehow suggesting that it's... As I would, because uh -huh. phantasmal forces can be a broken spell. Uh, well, but wait, that's different. That's you. Well, are you saying that's the reasonable interpretation? Because otherwise, because Gary would not have intended a spell to be broken? Well, I mean, there's plenty of broken spells. Sleep, one could argue, is a broken spell. Charm person's a broken spell. They're, it's it's what, you're, what I'm trying to avoid is... 35 minute arguing with the magic user or the illusionist on what they're creating so that we can, the game can continue as everyone else is saying, please God. Now. So basically, can I create an illusion of like people playing cards? Right? So I can do a lot, right? So if I've got enough area. All right, you're going to the DMG. That's right. You're going to magic the, the, user. The cold, the cold water area, the cold water section of the DMG, page 45. Oh, and we see, and I see some cold water. Yes. There it is. Uh, fantastic. 
Gary says the magic user must know of and understand the force, uh-oh, slash creature. Wait, it was more than four. It was three things. Object. Object. Yeah, why does he have object? He, she is making an illusion of. Thus, if the caster has never cast a fireball or has never seen a dragon turtle, his illusion of such will be very poor. Oh, boy. All right. Hmm. So I've seen... All the objects, in this case, the nouns presented are singular nouns. Agreed. There's not a blue pool of nouns. There's not, uh, not, not dogs playing cards. Right. It's not a scene of orcs frolicking. Now, it's, which is interesting Noodling. because some people have made, like, I want to see an army of orcs chasing. Well, that would not be allowed in this. This would be, you can create a dragon, you can create a pit, you can make a wall to cover a door. Those would be perfectly fine. But What's a, what's a force? Fireball. Oh. Okay. A, a uh, fireball, a wall of ice uh, falling or whatever. Those okay. are totally acceptable. There's plenty of things in the, in the set of things you can build, but if you don't limit it. Now, again, the, the two things to nerf it is there's no sound. So if a dragon comes and people go, hey, wait a minute, there's no sound, I would give them a save at that point. Or I would let the party know, or I would let I roll an intelligence check for the orcs to see, wow, a dragon, a 40-foot dragon's coming, and there's no sound? That seems pretty odd. Can you, if your character disbelieves, do you, do you have to believe if you don't end up disbelieving? What if the, what if the player, not the PC, but the, the player playing the PC mm-hmm. doesn't believe it? He's like, oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. They have to, they have to make a saving throw. Like so then they have to play it. If they fail the saving throw, they have to play it like they believe it. Correct. That's interesting because that rarely happens. Most mental issues, you can decide. You can decide, you have free will. But it says here you have to actively choose to disbelieve. Right. So you and then and then you get a save. Then you get a save. So and that, if you save, I think other people get a bonus. Too. I mean that makes sense because otherwise then the spell would be not as useful. It's whether the character. Yeah. It's a, it, that's right. So in other words, you have to play it that way because almost it's almost like you've been. You've been, you're subject to the spell, sort of. It's almost like a spell effect on you. I mean, I understand it's just you visualizing it, mm-hmm. right? But it's almost like you fail your save, you're affected by the well, spell. It's just like charm, when you've been charmed. That's right. I know, I know it's a charm right. spell, but my character doesn't know. He's the best friend of the, the, the vampire now. Exactly right. Some role-playing. Yes, there's, okay. there's role-playing, and you, and you better have players who like to role-play. Correct. But So again, fan... When you, that's why I hate illusionists, as you know. I despise them because it's, it requires the, a lot more work for the DM, and I'm a lazy DM. I prefer cut and dry. Fireball, 66. You know, if you're six level, you're 66. Phantasmal Force, now I want to create a pit. Okay, where's the, and, or I want to create a fireball that hits them. Well, what do they, do the orcs automatically get a saving throw? Do they not get a saving throw? If they don't get a saving throw and they take 66 phantasmal damage, that's way more better. That's way better than uh, a regular fireball, as an example, or a dragon. The dragon breathes on them. What do you do with that? That's, that's more adjudicated. Come on, give them a break. They're just illusionists. They have like three hit points. That's why I don't like them. Okay. Why I've hated them. But they, they do have some pretty cool spells, like paralyzation, amazing spell. So, what's the answer? Oh, that's right. We, we have an answer. The caster, be he a magic, be he. 
<laughs> a magic user or an illusionist can only create the illusion of any one thing with this spell. Furthermore, the spellcaster cannot set the spell in motion and then move on to cast a second spell. He must maintain the, his concentration all the time. Okay, you are correct, sir. Look, I never gave an answer. I know. That's, that's like, well, if you don't answer, that's time's up. Right. Do I have that one? I it's like not bubbling in on the right. Scantron. I forgot that. I didn't bubble that in? Okay. So, again, uh, everyone struggles. Well, I don't know everyone. I struggle with uh, illusionists, and I've had to come up with rules to do that because, you know, some of the, so some of the things I do, and I, which is controversial to nerf them, is, you know, if, if, it's some, if it's not something that the illusionist has talked about with their party, you know, if all of a sudden a green dragon pops up behind the party, they don't know a green dragon's there, they're going to think it's a green dragon. You know, what's good yeah. for the goose is good for the gander. Now, a lot of players hate that. So I said, well, you better come up with, you know, the five things that he's going to cast so that you know that. If not, then I don't want to hear about it. In other words, if it's a mind thing, uh, it should affect everyone's mind. It's not, not just because they're an enemy party that they automatically get that. Well, to be sure. Sure. I mean, they like might, yeah, they probably, right. I mean, they, they, it would be fair to say that they disbelieve and they get a role. Right. To be sure, because they know he's an illusionist, they're probably alert to that. Or maybe you're right. He said, "You see this, right?" But if they if he see, speaks it in common, hey, I'm going to cast a green dragon. The orcs can speak sure. common. They should know. They should have that ability. But this idea that you know innately that they would know this is an illusion is is nonsense, in my opinion. Well, if you, you actually right, if you, if you actually know, you should. If you actually know, you shouldn't have to save, because then you know. All right. Right. So there you go. Okay. Well, very good. How is that for sage advice? Well, that was good. Very, very. Both, you were very sagacious. Well, those are both very good. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.